Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It happens. So many things have happened. Everybody's head is going. Everybody's crazy with the last few uh, moments in Inter Miami history here. Yeah, man. It's been an interesting week, huh? How's yeah, everybody it doing? How's good, everybody good, doing? good, 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 good. Awesome, awesome. All right. So before we get started, I just wanted to um, basically run through. This will be up on our Twitter page afterwards too. So anybody who wants to go back who misses the uh, Twitter space can always go back and and listen to everything again. We'll try to get it up on our on our podcast stream as well. See if we can download it and uh, make it happen. But yeah, I wanted to try something a little differently today. Do a little Twitter space here right before. We're about ten. 12 minutes before kickoff of the first set of games for match day eight. But what I wanted to talk about mostly was, you know, the sad state of affairs that is inner Miami right now. So let's talk about that. We'll, uh, we'll dive into a few other little things here and we got the gang back together here, the full squad. We got Chavi and we got Gustavo representing. Gus, how you been, bro? How's everything? Good, man. Good. I know I've been out for a couple of weeks. You know, I was traveling and then uh, moving this past week. So it's been a lot, but it's good, man. Can't complain. Good, good, good. That's what's up. All right, Javi, let's jump into it, man. Um, it is what it is, dude. It's some dark times for Inter-Miami. Uh, how do you feel right now? The good thing is this week we're not going to drop any more points, right? Right, but the, uh... there's it's dark times. <laughs> it, it's dark times, but there's a light of hope. There's a light okay. of hope that our man, uh, baby godfather, Chris Henderson, did for us. I mean, he made a couple of moves. Um, you know, there's a lot of fans trying to jump ship, uh, trying to get out, and he lures us back in. And how does he do that? He makes a trade that, like, I didn't see it coming. Um, it kind of, you know, during this season, I've written a little bit about Bryce, and I always, you know, I said that he might be benched, and nobody's yeah. going to believe me. But I thought, man, he could be, you know, I didn't write it, so I can't take credit for it. I thought he, he could be someone that, that a piece that they could move because he still has value. But I never expected it to honestly to happen. And I didn't think Lassiter would be, um, I actually thought Lassiter would be starting and would be moving into the lineup as one of the oh. guys that, that would be moved. Because the few okay. times he came in, the few times he came in, he, he gave a little bit of spark. I know you think he's what Willie May Hayes. What what is that you call him? Yeah, Willie May Hayes, dude. He's trash, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> right, I, but but be, he, <laughs> he might be a nice guy, and I mean it with all due respect. But come on, like it's just not. not no, not he he came in. He came in a couple times. Gave a little bit of spark to the team. Like you know, he looked he looked like uh, he was gonna get some playing time. And then all of a sudden, maybe bam. Maybe that's what helped us, his trade stock. Well, both of their both of their stocks went up. I mean, people are upset. They, they, you, I'm a big. You know, I'm a big guy that I, I interviewed Bryce last season. I found him a fascinating yeah. player. I, he's, he's, he was one of the uh, um, Under Armour U22, Under 22, uh, you know, guys that were picked for last season as, yeah. a, as a, you know, a, a top talent. And it hasn't been fulfilled so far this so far this season. But he's been asked to play out of position. He's been asked to do a few things that are, are not his, um, his norm. You know, and, and I, I wrote about that. I said it's not his physique. Like, he's not built – to be a guy back there, you know, bumping. Because when you're a six, you're, you're a little bit like um, our man Gregory. Gregory's a rough, tough guy, you yeah. know? But Gregory yeah. doesn't have the, the, the footwork or the skill that Duke has. Yeah. And, and, you know, and each one in their place. So he's been playing out of place. I, I thought that he would end up being maybe benched. That's what I thought was going to happen. I didn't, I didn't see that coming. But you have to be, you have to be, you know, happy that, that – Baby Godfather, he pulled it off. He spent 200 Gs, you know, on these guys. 
and he made 1.3. You know, in any business, in any business, and this is a business, and he's a yeah. businessman. In any business, you got, you know, you made a killing. And now you got a 25-year-old Kamal Miller, center back, that, that's a position of need. And mm-hmm. he, he, he's in his prime. You know, he, he's a Canadian national team player. He had a, a pretty decent World Cup. And, you know, the news from over there is that he's not playing at, at his highest level right now. But I, I think just coming in, he'll be one of the faster def- uh, center backs that we have. And, and they need a little speed back there. Because um, Kristoff is really good, but he's yeah. not the fastest guy. I mean, but he's solid. So, I, you know, I like him back there. And I think this is going to be a move where there's going to be some changes in, in the way they play. Or they might Look, go back. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 no. I get what you're saying, and I think you're, you're absolutely right. I, addition by subtraction, we're getting rid of some bad pieces here that weren't fitting. And I know you were big on the Bryce Duke. You called him your, you know, you had a little royalty nicknames for him and everything. And the Duke of Las Olas, man. The Duke of, the Duke of Las Olas. <laughs> he was, uh, look, he, he had every opportunity this season. You know, he came in. They gave him the number eight jersey, too. They said, hey, you're going to be starting. We're going to give you every opportunity. And, man, we just, maybe the moment is too big for him. Maybe the pressure is too much for him. Whatever it is, we never saw. I, I feel like we haven't seen anything of what the potential that we saw last season. So, as sad as it is, anytime you have a, a, a young guy come in and not be able to, you know, stick around, it sucks. But, you know, it is what it is. I'm not upset but about it. And, I, and I think it's a good move. Lo- <laughs> yeah, Willie Mays <laughs> <Yeah>. is losing <laughs> him, dude. I'm not complaining at all. You're not a big – you were never a big fan of, of Lassiter. Lassiter, like, it's just – that dude could run for days, man, and he could do an all-out sprint, but then just his touch was horrendous. I never saw any flashes of, of – He needed of, to improve. Of, yeah. Yes. Like his the technique quality. needed to improve, obviously. Yeah, he didn't improve. have any quality there. And, uh, hey, shout-out to uh, – let's see, who's on here? Yoel. Oh, Bad Bunny's listening here. Can't see me. Thank you guys for hanging out with us, man. Um, but – Look, the the move, I do like what you said about uh, Baby Godfather coming in and being that uh, and, and treating it like a business. But, bro, I'm not in the business. I'm not in it. My investment is in the product on the field. I don't care that you made 1.3, you know, million off of 200. <laughs> well, million it's, it's going it, to the idea is know? the idea is it, it improves the, the product on field. And, and I'll tell you why. I mean, we've had we, we, we know that um, Negri. Has uh-huh. been one of the better players they brought in, but he's been a liability defensively. Like he, yeah. he's got, he scored a beautiful goal. He goes up. He, you know, he makes some nice crosses. He, he, he's on the attack, but he's been a liability because he gets caught out of position a lot and a lot. And it's not only his fault because it's defense is a team. It, the team plays defense, and there have to be rotations to cover his back, and they haven't been happening. And you know, one of the reasons is our main pit bull Gregory's not here. He, yeah. he handles a lot of. He covers. He covered so many people's back, and now you're realizing it, you know? And, and he's not here, so he's gone. He, they needed to do something. Now I think they're going to put Kamal on that side. They're going okay. to keep Kristoff in the center, and then I think they'll put McVeigh on the right as the line in the back, and then they'll push up Negri and, and Yedlin. But both those guys, Yedlin and Negri, have lacked. They have lacked. Mm-hmm. They've gone up, and they haven't come back, and they've, they've, it's cost the team. And I don't think they have the, the, the synergy between where when one of them is up, the other one can be caught up so high either because a lot of times there's been switches. Yeah. Against Toronto, there was a switch where they, they, you know, they caught, the ball, they caught uh, Yellen uh, up high and then they did a switch all the way across where Benedetti got it 
and Negri was nowhere to be found. And, you know, he just passed the ball forward, boom, they crossed it, and, and they scored. It was quick. The quick counters are killing, are killing yeah. Inter-Miami. So I, I think that's one of the reasons that they, they made that move. But we have to talk about another big, big move, Dixon Arroyo. Center okay. defensive midfield. He's coming from Emelec, one of the traditional power teams in Ecuador. He's 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 a thirty-year-old SC fan, though. You know, so uh, right, right. You, 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 you and you and Campapi, you and Campapi both. Yeah. But um, so so he comes in. He's thirty years old. Wait, wait, wait. A, hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't mean to interrupt you here, Campapi. Right. Was that Campapi. your own creation there? Because that's no somebody. Name. No, no, oh. no. I, I, I've seen. I've I've seen it. I've seen it. I'm not gonna take credit for that one because oh. I know I've seen it somewhere. I don't remember, you know, where, but I know I've seen it and, and I've heard it. And yeah, and it's and it's God, it's really God, good. It's fantastic, dude. Well, he he. So now he gets now he gets Arroyo coming from Amalek. Um, yeah. He he's a he's 30 years old. He's not he's not a young spring chicken, but he's in his mm-hmm. prime. He's a good player. He's very similar to the Gregory. Very similar player in regards to okay. that. He's there. He's a pit bull. You know, he, 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 he's no nonsense. And you don't yeah. expect him to be the very uh, fancy forward and stuff like that, but he, he's pretty decent. He's a, he's a, he played in the national team in a couple of games, so he's a, a good quality player, and I think it's a good pickup, and it's going to solidify that defense. You know, and everybody's saying, okay, but we need to score goals. Yes, but, you know, you need to have that defense. If you're going to be a team that, that's going to do anything postseason or at any point, you have to start with that defense. And the defense was leaking. It's leaking. Yeah. And, and they brought in a couple of plugs, and hopefully that works. Now, from the top, we're, we're, we're gonna, we, there's going to be some changes. You know, what's going to happen? Uh, the coach said there was going to be changes. In the last press conference, he was pissed. Obviously, everybody's pissed at him. All the fans were asking for but, his head. Yeah. Well, to be fair, yeah. though, look, Phil Neville goes out there after coming up with no game plan, not motivating anybody to play well, and not really doing anything, comes out there, and when asked about, hey, well – Joseph's not performing in seven games. His his response is he needs to play better. Like, no, bro, you need to coach better and get that guy to play better but, too. Like, but wait, it, like, but, it felt like he was deflecting. I'm I'm just playing devil's advocate here because it felt like he was I, I don't I don't I, I think you're putting t- all I the take... blame on the player and not right right no no not, no 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 not not all the blame yeah no he has to he has to man up but. But Joseph is a grown ass man who who's been yeah. in this league is a, a superstar has been a superstar and he's playing way below his level and yeah. I don't think at, at that level you need someone to motivate you I mean if I'm I, he he's True. he's two goals away from being the fastest to score hundred in the history of the league if that's yeah. not motivation I don't know what is I mean he the coach the coach doesn't need to to, to he I know he motivated or he he. Put uh, Iguain like his big uh, conquest last season when he benched him and he came back and tore it up. But I think the coach, you know, he he gets a lot of criticism, and I think he gets less credit than he deserves. To me, the issue nah, here, to I me, think, the issue I, I here is is, is more. more credit. I think he's gotten more credit than what he deserves. Because... Man, he doesn't. I think he gets bashed down nah, here. Man, it's just look. it's just that he's Teflon. You know, uh, it bounces off him. I've seen a little bit of both. I've seen a little bit of both, but honestly, with with uh, back to Joseph Martinez, I, I think it's been uh, 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 he hasn't been put in a position to succeed because he uh, obviously he's done it before. Why isn't he doing it now? Maybe they're playing him uh, in a weird in a weird formation, or or they're not feeding him the way he likes to be fed. You know it's what I a mean? little they're... bit. It's a little bit of several things, but you have to understand the last uh, couple of seasons, his goals have been coming down too. I mean, yeah. it, and then, and then these guys are not gonna let him go if they think you know he, he was all that. So I, I think he he's a little bit on the decline. 
but but there's still a lot of you know a lot of fuel in his tank. He's had some clear clear opportunities and chances to score that normal uh, Joseph Martinez would put in the back of net, and he didn't. I know he hasn't gotten great opportunities, but he's had some clear ones, and he hasn't scored. And it's going to be seven games. Yeah, I, I think with Joseph, the the issue is not so much out of position. It's just look, he he's got he's not as good as he thought he was, and is obviously the injuries. You know, he hasn't been able to overcome those things. But Joseph is handling Joseph. Phil Neville has to handle the other 10 guys on the pitch. And he's, well, there, mm-hmm. that means putting Joseph to start or having him come off the bench. Like, we can't just say, oh, Joseph has a score and everything falls on him. The coach is in charge of the other 10 guys here and creating something. And but, we have it. Dude, we've been shut out four out of the last five games. Absolutely. And our best offensive chances have come from our left back, Negany, taking shots from outside of the box. Like, I'm, there's been nothing to cheer about. And I'm speaking as a heartbroken Chelsea fan right now who's going through the same <laughs> type of slump right now with my, my, my Chelsea, my beloved Chelsea. They're, they're struggling mightily. Like, we deserve to be in the championship. And, and look at the caliber of players that they have. Exactly. So, 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 and that's, so that's it, it, it happens. a lot of similarities. I, but let me tell like you. Neville, it seems Neville like there's told... a lot of guys playing individually and not collectively is what I'm trying yeah. to get at. Yeah, Neville in the press conference, um, I think it was Jose Rodriguez who asked him, you know, he said like, the, 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 the first half and, you know, it was horrible. And who's accountable for this? And he said it. He said, I'm, you know, I'm the one that's accountable for this. So he, he took accountability for the bad play. I think yeah. he needs to take more. Absolutely. I, I agree with that because, you know, he, he is the, the head of the ship. Well, everything falls on him. He's the captain. But I think mm-hmm. that the, the team, it's a concept. Last season, he was trying to play a certain way, and I think it took a little bit of time for them to, to, to mesh and get it. And I think it's happening again this time because yeah. with the two, with the two, the two wingbacks up, they, I don't think everybody's comfortable with that. I think they're leaving spaces and people are not rotating correctly, and, and they're, the timing is off. Their timing yeah. is off. I, I've seen Yelling chasing. I mean, in the last game, in the game against Chicago, I'll never forget that. He was caught up, and then we have Kai Kamara, 38-year-old man, gets the ball, and, and you know, this guy's jogging back, scores on us on the first poll. It, it was hard. On us, no, on Inter-Miami. I don't want to pull one of those uh, bad journalist deals. They scored on, on, they, they scored on, on Inter-Miami, um, and it, it, everybody's out of position. Everybody's yeah. out of position. So I don't, I don't think it's just the coach. I think the players have to be better. They have to do better. Yeah. Look, I uh, first off, a big thank you to the guys hanging out with us, listening here. I know Carlos just jumped in also as well. Uh, anybody who's listening, if you can, a little retweet, share the space. Let's get some more people in here. That'd be much appreciated. Um, and as always, we'll, ha- we'll this will be up on our Twitter page, too. If you want to come back and listen to it again, we'll try to get it up on the podcast as well. Uh, look, going back to this, man, it just it really feels like it's we're, we're dealing with too many individuals, not enough team play. We're not seeing any creativity. We ha- we're not creating any chances. We're not, not even – I'm not even saying taking advantage of chances. We're not even creating the chances. We're getting shut out, and it's bad, dude. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. It's bad. We're getting shut out four out of the last five games here. Let me ask you, Chavi, as a guy who's been there at every single press conference for the last season and a half now, and you've talked to, you know, Phil Neville plenty of times, you've talked to these players, is this – is this the lowest of lows that you have experienced covering this team right now? Are we at, you know, the, the what do you call that, the quintessential rock bottom for Inter-Miami? Yeah. 
there, there's nothing, no other way but up. Yeah, why? Because the, it's it's five games. I mean, this is sometimes you win a game just by mistake. Um, <laughs> it's, it's 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 five it's five it's five games. Um, and That's and I honestly, <laughs> I honestly, I honestly believe that that this is a more talented team. I mean, I I yeah. I'm put I put my neck out. On, on the season preview, I expected them to be, and I expect them still, because the season is really long, to be yeah. in a top four spot. Because um, I believe there's more talent. What I see is lacking is the superstar talent. And and that's where these moves that we're talking about, Kamas coming in, Dixon's coming in, they got $1.3 million in, in GAM. It, it, it opens up possibilities for this, this guy that um, just won the World Cup not too long ago, he's he's a lefty. He wears number ten. Number ten's available, and mm. no one has number ten into Miami. I think I've heard of that guy. Yeah, he he's pretty good. He's pretty good. He's been around for a while, but he still has yeah. a lot of a lot of <laughs> gas in his tank. A certain you know messy guy. It, well, it's it, it's not June yet. It's not June I, yet. What's yeah. the news? Tell me. I mean, What's I the news? Like news? News. But Drop it. Drop it like my, it's hot. Go ahead. <laughs> in my circles, I have heard that. Basically, the deal and the offer is has been on the table already and has been yes. looked at and has been, like, agreed. It's just a matter of, like, do you want to do it, you know? And as far as what Inter-Miami is offering and what they're willing to do, in um, they're also working with the league as far as, like, revenue sharing and having – almost like every team basically chip in and pay for a salary because when you think of it, a guy like Messi goes to play at Sporting KC, they're going to have a huge spike in attendance and everything that yeah. comes with it, merch sales, anyway. everywhere he goes. So whatever you invest in a guy like Messi while you're in MLS is going to be, you're going to get that back and then some. So um, from what I'm hearing in my journalistic circles and, and everything is that that deal has been agreed upon. It's just a matter of like him, accepting it and signing for it the deal is on the table it has been there hasn't been any extra communication any extra talks any extra developments the only thing that has changed is that now barcelona has become a little bit more of a player uh than they were when this deal was originally um i guess agreed upon remember there's a while back that uh i think it was yeah. the times uk was uh reporting that this deal had been done and it was signed and that he was going to make this uh make the move What's happened now is obviously you can't do anything till June when the transfer window opens up. We're, you know, we're we're getting closer every day, and pretty soon it's the the pressure will be amped up on Messi. But it, it looks like right now it's between Barcelona and you know Miami. But Barcelona is making a strong push here. He apparently now, and again, this can all subject to change. This is what his interests are. What is he looking to do? Um, but he is apparently he wants to do one more run at the Champions League. But realistically, me and I'm speaking obviously as a homer here, as somebody who wants him to come here because I think it would be great not only for the team but for the sport in general here. Another run at Barcelona in Champions League is really not gonna. I don't think it's gonna do anything to improve his his legacy, his 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 story, and realistically. That Barcelona team's got a lot more holes than than you would think. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they, it, yeah. it's it's not going to be an easy thing, man. Europe's gotten way better. All the other teams have gotten way better. 
And I don't think it's as simple as like, hey, plug them back in there and we're going to go back to how we were. Like, I think that's going to be a challenge in itself. And I, I'm hoping that the lure of this thing, you know, this deal to come to the States really, really is. But apparently, like I said, from what I've been told is that that deal has been agreed upon. It's done. It's just a matter of him accepting it, signing it when the time comes to sign it. So signing, signing on yeah. the dotted line. Well, after we get off here, I'm gonna text him. Okay. Tell him, ask him what's <laughs> taking so long. But but I'll tell you this, you know, you look at it and we're talking about Henderson's a businessman. Messi's a businessman. You know, he's coming, yeah. he's coming here. He's gonna get, you know, the shitload of money. He's gonna get interest in the team, which is only gonna, you know, the valuation is gonna go higher and higher. And his name, his fame, everything's going to grow. MLS will go, you know, global. Yep. Oh, yeah. Global. Because people look at MLS now and, and it's, you know, they, they see an improvement. They think it's a little bit better. But it's still, uh, you know, whatever, MLS. But then when you, if you got Messi in Miami, Eminem Messi in Miami <laughs> and wearing that pink and, you know, it, 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 it's, it'll blow up. Yeah. People will watch. People oh, yeah, all over the world are going to watch. I will buy the jersey. You know, I'll buy the jersey, even though I'm a, a neutral person. Yeah, yeah. But I'll buy the jersey. Every everybody, all eyes are gonna be. The money is gonna be insane. Yeah. The business opportunities for him, and you know, we know his, his. It's it's been said that his wife wants to be here, likes it here. You know, they're a, a, yeah. a hop away from Argentina. Like everything points here. So if if he doesn't come here, I would be very very surprised. I would be very, very surprised, and, and you know, to know why. And, and I see all those things that they're saying, oh, Copa America and this and that and all this other garbage. I think a lot of it is just points where you're in a negotiation, and you know, he he, he just doesn't want to. He wants to get as much as he can. Yeah. He wants to get as much as he can, and they're willing to give him, you know, as much as they have. Yeah. So also, I, I think that's the only delay. I think also the the something that people are not talking about is that part of this deal, I believe, is in cahoots with Apple and getting a uh, sharing of the revenue streams from the streaming service and Mahina the season pass. So yeah, that's, man. That's a that would be huge. That, yeah, that's a number that if once he does announce that he's going to do everybody worldwide will start, you know, you're going to see a huge spike in an MLS season pass and he's going to get a you know cut of that. But the more time that passes, the less money he's going to make on that deal. You get what I'm saying? So it would behoove yeah. him. To, to sign it as soon as possible so he can start collecting that extra cash from now, you know? So and look, now that you mentioned the Apple deal, I wouldn't be surprised if they agreed to some, some sort of term where he's allowed to purchase Apple stock at a discounted rate or something like oh, that. Maybe. So that'll be, yeah. you know? And well, that's more on that, on that, yeah, that's that a... backdoor business side there. We'll see, we'll see. But yeah. let's, let's take a pause on the messy stuff here. I can always talk messy and it's always, um, it's good here. But I want to go back to, Senior Mammy, because I there is something that we I didn't get a clear answer from Chavi here. Okay. What um I know that you, you said this was like rock bottom, but I it is to me I look at this team and everything that comes with it, which one of the big things that comes with being into Miami is unfair expectations. No matter how you slice no matter how you cut this up, it's always unfair expectations when you're in Miami. Anytime any player of any significance becomes a free agent, like James Rodriguez this week, they're going to instantly be linked to Inter Miami. They're not going to be linked to the Portland Timbers 
or the Minnesota United or you know Austin FC or anything. It's always going to be Inter Miami and then everybody else. That's how it is. It's the unfair expectations. That's why yeah. when when um, Phil Neville starts talking about you know giving other guys playing time and these younger people, look, that'd be great, but that's not what this is about here. Again, totally unfair. But that's not what this is about. This is what it's what it's about here is getting the guys that you do have right now, the veterans, the big names, the Campanas, the Joseph Martinez, those guys. The to, money players. The money, the money players, players gotta produce, to produce. Obviously. And if I mean, the guy you have in charge is not getting that, then find somebody who will. That's the big key here. So with that being said. Looking at this right now, obviously, we're not going to lose a game this weekend. You know, we're good. We're in good hands right now. But moving forward, come next Saturday, uh, they're taking on, I believe it's, uh, what is it, Houston? Houston. Houston. Yes. Here at home? Houston, we have a problem. No, it's over in there. Houston. Okay. It's, it, it's, it, it's, it's an away it's game. It's an away game. If. Oh, wait, crap. Check check the I'll schedule. Check, I, just, I just buzzed out in my head. In my mind, it's an away game. But I'm not sure. If if we lose that game, uh, it is an away game. It is okay. Yeah, wait. I don't see it in my block here. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm at, looking uh, at it right now. Yeah, it's yeah, it's away. Yeah, Houston at home, eight thirty next Saturday night. So if that's the headline already, I already have the headline. If they lose it, Houston, we have a problem. Go. But I mean, that's that. <laughs> but that I don't want that headline though. I, I don't want that headline. But here's, I, I want Houston, we have a here's win. Here's what I'm asking, though. If if we lose that game, if we lose Who's that we? game. Who's Inter-Miami, we? You mean Inter-Miami. Inter-Miami. It's Inter-Miami. I'm speaking here with the guys that are joining I thought us. you were French. I thought you were French. <laughs> oh, okay, the, okay. The, you can't see, by the way, can't see me. I see you there, and I love the Razor Ramon picture. That's my boy. I appreciate it. Again, thank you guys for hanging out with us. Any likes, retweets, anything you could spare always goes a long way. Thank you so much for that. Um, but if come next Saturday, when that ninety you know minute um, marker hits and the game's over, and if Inter Miami is on the losing end of yet another game, which would be the sixth consecutive loss, do you see a situation where the, if that happens, that Joel Neville doesn't even make it back to Miami? Like, will the axe come down on him quickly, or will it? Or if with another loss here come next week? Wow, that's a tough one, man. Cause... And again, I don't wish nothing bad on anybody, but <sighs> this is what we're, you know, this is what we do. We cover. We have to ask these questions because we're, we're 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 reporting on this team and watching what we're seeing, and we're not seeing anything good, and we haven't seen anything good for five weeks, and now could it be six? I mean, if if that happens, if that hypothetical happens, you have to, you have to seriously consider that and. As as I would I'm imagining the administration yeah. has to seriously consider that because you're gonna lose the fan base. Yeah. You know, they're they're already calling for his head mm-hmm. and then you get two weeks off to plan, to 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 practice, to construct, to get the new guys uh, you know, up to speed, even though it's not a, a lot of time, but you know, they, they it's it's possible. Um and if you come back with a dud, that has to be in you know, consideration has to be there. Yeah. It has to be there now. Now, and they also have, I would imagine they have a backup plan because you don't have to even go outside. You can just finish the season with, with Darren Powell, I would say. You know, this is just yeah. me, hypothetical. You don't have to go in and, and look for someone. You finish the season w- with that guy because he's already here. He knows the guys. He knows the system. He, 
You know, he can do whatever whatever is necessary to keep the team afloat while while the season ends. Hopefully, Messi's here and, and all the sanctions and everything's gone next season, and you start the puzzle. The puzzle is put together finally, you know, freely and without all these constraints that are holding the team. Because we also have to consider that too. There's a lot of constraints on the team, and they were competitive. But, yeah, there's constraints, but, right now, but they're self-inflicted like constraints. You know, the stupid Matuidi deal. Oh, of course, of course, gonna, gonna of give, course. You know, we have constraints, but they were self-inflicted. No, I agree. Um, I will. I agree. See me, I agree. Uh, commented here. He said, "No, Phil has. I guess no, in the sense that he's not going to get the axe because Phil had a six-game losing streak before." But the seat is hot. That's what uh, can't see me says here at George DTA. Um, well, you know what? If it coincides with the transfer window, maybe maybe Messi um, uh, decides that he wants to bring in, you know, Tata Martino or something like that. Well, we're yeah. if if they're still struggling, then look, I think right. But the, the the difference is that this season, this he had a, a losing streak last season, uh, a real bad yeah. one, also. But last season he had 19 new players. You have, you yeah. know, he had he had that in his favor. Where okay, you know, it's it's a totally new team, total new construction, blah blah. Let's give them time. Let's match. Now this team it has a foundation, it has a base, and not only that, it, it's supposed to have been improved with the guys they picked up. You know, seal the holes that they had last season on defense. It's supposed to be a better team, yeah. Yeah. and then you go on this on this downfall like this five games. And 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 to be honest. It's been really tough because some of these games should have either been a tie or or if they would have put one in, you know, maybe. It, it's been one of those. It's been one of those. And he talked about it. He says, oh, we've been so close. Yeah, they've been so close to, to winning, and they've been so close to getting balled over like the Dallas yeah. game where they could have lost five to yeah. one. Oh, you know, so it's, 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 it's a difference. From, from... That super Drake, yeah. no, it's super Drake, super Drake, super Drake. Right now is, is at another level. He's saving the team. Uh, but I said in the first game when they beat Montreal, they beat Montreal two zero. He saved like six shots. I think it was. Yeah. And I and I tweeted something out where I got questioned. I tweeted, "Hey, you know what? That's great. Him and Kristoff were were team of the uh, of the match day." Uh-huh. And I said, "I rather have I rather have my forwards and my midfielders." team of the match day somebody like questioned me like you know why it doesn't matter you know they won and and this is why because i don't want my keeper to have to make six or seven outstanding oh, sure. saves and be that's why he's the team of the match day because yeah. you're you're lacking yeah. you're lacking 100 um, but but super super drake super drake's the man right now on this team yeah, and, but but phil phil phil's phil's on the hot seat the houston we have a problem if they don't do something radical against houston and houston's a good team so they don't have it easy, yeah. you know. So he, there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure. And another pressure point that we have is uh, he talked about a lot of young guys, you know, might get their opportunity. One of them is his son. His son might get a chance to come in. Yeah. So God forbid his son comes in, they lose, or he plays bad or something, they're really going to kill him. They're really going to attack because they attack him already. They already attack him because his son is there. And I think his son is a good player. I tell you, it goes back to what we're saying here. I don't need, you know, your son in the game here. I need you to get the best out of the guys that we've gotten for you, you know. And at the end of the day, when I look at the pitch and I look at this team and I watch them play every game, I'm not seeing anything cohesive. I'm not seeing anything to build off of. I'm not seeing any positives, you know. It's not like we're we're getting outscored and it's like, oh, we lost again, three two. Oh man, or we lost, you know, two one. Ah, we, you know, we're scoring, we're we're clicking on offense, but it's the defense. No, it's top to bottom, front to back. There's no cohesiveness. We're getting, you know, Drake Callender's out there 
dying for us, having us all up on our feelings over here, losing, you know, saving us from going down for nothing. And, you know, we're, we're, we're ended up losing one, nothing again. It's, there's nothing positive right now. And if we lose, honestly, to me, Think of it like in the NFL. You get a coach like Bill Belichick, and I'm not trying to compare Neville to Belichick. He's not that. But I'm just saying, you give a guy like Belichick or a proper NFL coach a bye week to prepare and come in and play your your best game, I need to see that from Phil Neville this week or next week. I need to see him come in and deliver his absolute best performance. Like, this is where – this has to be the quintessential – Phil Neville, like, resume game. This is the shit he's going to pin on the top of his profile, okay? I need to see the best of the best here. I need to see him come in, completely come up with a game plan, motivate his team, and execute on the pitch. I need to see all three passes. So a 1-0, a 1-0, a 1-0 win is not good enough for you. A 1-0 win, honestly, it would be good enough for him. I think it would extend it. 1-0, 1-0, the the team continues with with possession because they get 60% possession, 50-whatever percent, but they don't put it in. But they get possession and they score, they win 1-0. Harry Neville you know scores what? on a header and, and they win one zero. <laughs> you know are you are you happy? If they if they win one zero by doing the things that they have been good at, but actually putting the ball in the back of the net, then that is good enough. That's I tell you, any win next week will be good enough for him to extend his his leash. But well, haven't you seen this movie difference. already? There's a big difference between a one nothing win coming off of a bye week when you know your job is on the line. And you know you've had to put everything that you could possibly do, and you have to focus 150% into giving you the best, best performance. Now, if it was one nothing, and you, everybody looks at the game and says, man, that was the best we've ever seen them play, then maybe that's enough. But in the court of public opinion and in the court of, you know, in social media and in this, in this landscape that No, he's losing in, that court. He, he's, he's, no, he's not going to no, win he's unless he the comes out here and we have that kind of dominant game, which we haven't seen. In, in the in, people's court, season. the people's yeah, court, he's losing. So, yeah, people's court. He's losing. Win, he's bro. losing in the people's court. Yeah, no, no, he's losing that. He's losing that game. But let me tell you something. I've seen this movie before. I've seen this movie every season with Inter Miami. For some freaking reason, they always end up um, starting slow, uh, looking like, like this happens, and then they start getting it together at a certain point. They start meshing. Yeah. And and they go on a run and they they make the season um, interesting towards the end. But I, I I think this season they can't do that. They got too much time. Hundred percent. Somebody's uh. Sounds. Hundred percent. You're you're right in what they're saying. But that again, this goes back to something I said earlier. Unfair expectations that come with playing in Miami. Okay. We don't yeah. want to be the team that oh they're they're on that roller coaster. They they're down five games and then they can win five games and then they'll lose a couple. No no. We want consistency at the top. We want to be LAFC East Agreed. Coast, okay? Uh, That's what we want to be. Yeah. And speaking of LAFC, Agreed. we got a big we, – we get our first El Tropico this weekend. Um, yeah. Which what I like is that it's tomorrow and it's at night. So we get to really um, – well, actually, no, wait. What time Sunday night football. Huh? Night? It's a night for them. At night for them, 4.30 p.m. over here in the East Coast. Oh, so that's not <laughs> so 1.30 no, for them. that's like 1.30. <laughs> well, you're getting, you're, you're, getting, you're, getting, you're getting old. Yeah, yeah. Well, we get a 4.30 p.m. on a Sunday, which is nice. You know, I, I like the little, you know, sprinkled in Sunday game here. But here's the big thing, man. LAFC, dude, they've been rocking and rolling. They've been killing everybody and just stomping through all the teams this season. 
This is what I want Inter Miami to be. I think that's the model franchise. They've gone out, they get the Gilliams, yeah. they get the Bales, they get the Velas, but they hit on those, you know? They get guys like Dennis Buanca, who's just lighting up the league right now. They had guys like Rossi before, uh, Poco. They get a lot of these guys. How do they get, how do they get all these people under the man, they just, cap, under the salary? No, man, they, they, you know, Chicho Arango. Like they, bro, they let go of Chicho Arango, and they replaced him with a guy who scored six goals in, like, three games. You know, like, this is... Who's playing better. It's amazing. It's amazing. That is crazy. Really, right? really, really great to see. Uh, this uh, tomorrow's El Clasico or El Tropico, sorry, is gonna be interesting. In it, man, where are you? <laughs> we have to. Who, who is that? Was that you? We Gus? have to send somebody. Is that Edward? That's me. Is That's that me. Edward or me. Gustavo? Gus, you gotta we gotta send somebody there, to rescue <laughs> Gus. Yeah, I'm gonna. Are you getting kidnapped? <laughs> yeah, dude, it sounded like you were getting taped and thrown in the back of a car. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to bounce then. We're about to. We're yeah, about to. We're about to, to end the, the thing. Enjoy. Thank you for hanging out with us, bro. Appreciate it. Um, real sure, quick here before we we wrap up here. Um, so I, I wanted to mention this to you, um, Chavi. There we go. Gus is uh, stepping out. So Chavi. So tomorrow's game. This yeah. topic is pretty interesting. Uh, do you know how many times? Do you know what the all-time record is in this rivalry? I'm pretty sure LA is up. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Galaxy, I mean. <laughs> Galaxy. I'm pretty sure. No, I'm not pretty sure. But I, I'm not sure. But I would imagine the Galaxy is up and the recent uh, wins yeah. well, by FC have helped a little bit. But I, I think the Galaxy is yeah, up. The Galaxy, they they still are They still are the royal the royalty yeah, exactly. in LA. Now, the Galaxy is up in the all-time series, seven wins to five for um, – for LAFC, and they also have five draws in there as well. So, but the interesting thing—that's pretty tight. Yeah. The interesting thing here is that this is going to be the first of three meetings this season. You know, for sure, for sure, already booked three regular season meetings. There might be a U.S. Open Cup uh, meeting. There could be some type of playoff meeting, like there was last season. Um, but this season, this is the first of three meetings. Uh, the first one tomorrow is actually going to be in Carson City, where the home of the LA Galaxy. And at Dignity Health Sports Park, I believe is the name of the stadium. LAFC has never won at the Galaxy. Crazy to think. Nice. Crazy to think. Now, you couldn't get two teams on polar opposites going into uh, a derby like this tomorrow because you got LAFC riding high. They've been, they haven't lost a game all season. They're still undefeated. Cream of the crop. Cream of the crop, Cream of the crop right now. champions, still playing, you know, at an absurd level. Um, and then you have LA Galaxy, who still doesn't even have a win this season. Uh, they got Chicharito back last week. He came in as a sub, and he's probably expected to start tomorrow. There's going to be a lot of hype. This game always delivers, always, always delivers. Yep. It's going to be a lot of fun. But I think this is – I feel like LAFC has turned the corner, and they're pulling away from everybody, and they're definitely pulling away from their little brother or their big brother, I'll say, because the Galaxy, they're, they still rule. The Galaxy is still – you know, five championships to one. So, but LAFC, man, that's the model franchise right now. That's what Inter Miami needs to to model themselves after. That's what they need to go after and replicate. They got to be LAFC East. You know what I mean? And I, I hopefully they can do something like that. But uh, but for tomorrow's El Tropico, who do you got? You think LAFC is gonna pull off another victory here, or will the Galaxy hold court at home? We we understand that rivalry games don't matter what the record exactly. is or what, what, what the situation for each team is. I expect LA uh, Galaxy to, to have a, a fantastic game. 
and and maybe pull the upset. I, I expect mm. um, if Chicharito plays, Chicharito plays. If my man Ricky Puge, how you Puch. call him, <laughs> he, he, he's he's you know he, he's a game changer. Yeah. Uh, if they have big games, they're at home. Uh, you know I, I, they got a chance. They got a I chance. Like that, I like that. Now, if you're a betting, if you're a betting man, <laughs> if you're oh, a betting no, yeah. man, uh, <laughs> if you're a betting man and you're betting what the, the way the teams are right now, yeah, you go LAFC. But I, I, I think that they since they've never won there, um, these guys need to do something for the home crowd. They're gonna die on that yeah. field, you know. And at, at most, I think they'll it's a tie or or Galaxy wins that yeah. game. But we'll yeah. see. We'll see. We'll, we'll see, see if, if, if we'll see what happens. Hey, shout out to Don Capacito hanging out with us here, joining us a little. That's the man right there. Late in the in the evening here. Um, but one more other big rivalry game that I wanted to touch base with and get your uh, opinions on. It's the Cascadia Cup. This is the the big one up in the Northwest. Portland at home. Timbers. Great environment. Great stadium. Uh, the team itself this season. Let me see. Where are they in the standings? Uh, Portland is so, on the so. bottom half right now, five points on the season. They're so so. They're you know, but again, rivalry game against Seattle, which is, has proven them. Actually, Seattle is above LAFC because they have the game in hand. LAFC still has the game in hand. I right was gonna, playing. I was gonna tell you. Yeah, I was gonna tell you something. I've seen them both play this season, and and I, I seen Seattle's. To me, Seattle's top was a little bit better than than LAFC. Why? Because I saw Seattle playing at a different level yeah. in regards to ball possession and, and movement and cohesiveness. And they, they look like, uh, I would say, dare I, dare I say a European team? Yeah. Like, you know, they, they, they look like what they, they knew what they were doing. Boom, boom, moving it, boom, boom, touching yeah. around, uh, be active, defending as a team, attacking as a team. I, I liked what I saw from Seattle yeah. the few times that I saw them play. And I don't recall the game, it, which one it was. I don't know if it was the first game of the season. I don't remember which game it was. But I saw them, and I was like, "Man, this team is 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 above the level of this this uh, league right now." Yeah. Now that um, that rivalry and those two teams, I was on the Ninety Men podcast this week, and like I was my, I was trying to drive in a point where I feel like the whole league of MLS, there's a lot of parity, there's a lot of similarities, there's a lot of like you know things teams that can rebound and whatnot, but. What there is is there's a handful of teams that have proven themselves to be at an elite level, right? Very few teams, but that they've separated themselves and that they are just class organizations top to bottom. I think LAFC right now is definitely on there. The Galaxy are in a bit of a downturn here, but they're five-time champions. You know, they were the last back-to-back champion. They're a great team. Seattle is a two-time champion. Portland is a prior champion, too, with uh, their coach, Savarisi, who's, you know, a hell of a coach. They got so many things. Those are class organizations that have separated themselves. But if you don't watch, if you don't watch, if there's a game for you to watch today, because El Trafico is tomorrow, if there's a game for you to watch today, that you're an you know, Inter-Miami fan looking for something to do, put on uh, a season pass. Watch the Cascadia Cup tonight. It's 1030 at night. It's only going to be on Apple TV. So if you got the season pass, it's a good excuse to get it. I guarantee you that game will deliver. I hate Jordan Morris with a passion for some reason, 
You're such a you're such a bad guy, I, I, dude. I, I, What's wrong with I you, don't man? Know, man. What's wrong man, with you? You get it. You get it with you. You got it. You, no, you got it with Lasseter. You call him Willie Mays. Yeah, hey, bro. And now you got it with Jordan. Jordan Morris. He scored. He only scored four goals in one I game. Know, and it's and not I was enough so for you. Angry when he did it because they were like he's just I don't know. I guess I didn't. I don't like him. Because of the hype that he got when he was coming up, and you know they were like, "Oh, well, he busted his knees." Yeah. That guy, he, the hype I think was 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 he 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 really had a, a lot, yeah. and he still plays really well, but he has busted yeah. knees. So I'm okay with him. I'm okay with him. Uh, we'll see. So anyway, point is, there's gonna be a good game. If there's something to watch tonight, and you want to go ahead and give it a shot, go go for that one. Uh, looking around right now, the first round of games have already started. We got a couple of goals already, but I'll yeah, yeah, let's go, let's go watch let's the games. Go watch the let's games go watch the there. games. I want to thank everybody for that joined us here, Don Cafecito. Thank you for hanging out here in the in the last part. That, that's that's our that's our most loyal fan. Yeah, bro. We gotta we gotta give him a, a shirt or yeah, a gift I'll or something, up, dude. Man. I'll hook him up, but I definitely uh, thank you. And if you missed the beginning, man, we're gonna have it. It's gonna be up on our Twitter page, so you can go back and listen to the whole show. We had a really good talk about Messi and Miami, Phil Neville, everything. Um, prior there, I also try to get this up on our podcast, on our our podcast streams. But again, thank you for the other guys can't see me uh, and everyone else who was hanging out with us before. Thank you to Gus. Thank you to Chavi. Uh, I'm your boy Larry Fresh. Thank you guys for hanging out. Let's have a great rest of the evening, and we'll be back Tuesday, hopefully. Uh, with a new episode of Lemon City Live, Evening Juice. So stick back, enjoy, and uh, we'll see, man. Still lots to, to figure out in what's going to happen in the Phil Neville and your Miami story. But for now, enjoy the fact that we're not going to lose a game this weekend and have a great rest of your weekend. All right, guys, take care. Thank you, Thanks, easy brother. brother. Bye.